Huddle up, huddle up. You know what? You're like my wife when you get in space. You just get lost. That is a disgusting act by Randy Moss. We talking about practice. Can I kick it? Yes, you can. Can I kick it? Yes, you can. Can I kick it? Yes, you can. Can I kick it? It's the Let Bi-Weeks-Be Bi-Weeks podcast, coming at you with T-minus three weeks to go until the NFL draft. I'm Tom Matthews, joined once again by Mike Jinks, and we'd like to extend a nice uh, welcome as well to some maybe new listeners this week, and uh, a few new social media followers for us this week, Mike. Oh, excellent. Well, we're gaining popularity, Thomas, all the time. Yeah. yeah. Good to see. Good yeah, to exactly, see. yeah. It's, uh, it's very enjoyable. Uh, this week, we're going to um, go back to... Um, a sort of not a sort of spreads of the week format, but uh, we're going to look at odds uh, because that's what we like to do here. Um, have a have a rundown of the the odds at large, what's going on in the NFL at the moment. We thought we'd take a look at uh, Super Bowl winners for next year because there's a few few interesting odds that caught our eye here, Mike. For some uh, teams, potentially good values and some bad value uh, at this early juncture. Yeah, as always. Yeah, uh, mm. there's there's a, a lot of. Uh a lot of conjecture this time of year. We're still not dealing with set rosters and stuff like that, so it's obviously it's quite difficult to set a, necessarily set an accurate price for every team because you don't know what their final 55-man roster is going to look like, especially with injuries in the preseason, etc. But you know, it's always worth having a little look and seeing whether we think uh, whether we think the numbers are sort of stack up this from what we've seen so far this season. Yeah, exactly. Maybe uh, get a few people a little bit more cash to uh, put some money down on the kids' tuition or something. <laughs> well, yeah, probably well, have to wait till next February for that to be paid <laughs> out, though, Tom. So they might need something a bit sooner than that. Well, that's true, that's true. <laughs> All right, uh, let's get into it. The, uh, the odds for the Super Bowl winner next year. The New England Patriots, uh, no surprise, start off at 7-1 to one to win. Um, Obviously. Yeah, that uh, sounds about right to me. Well um, deserved. I mean, yeah, you've got to make them favourites. Yeah, Super Bowl. Uh, they've made the Super Bowl last three years running, or maybe four years running, is it now? Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah, four <laughs> years running, I think. Yeah, yeah, four years running, yeah. Yeah, um, so that that seems fair enough to me. They've uh, also established a bevy of picks, as usual, in this draft. Like I was reading earlier, they have uh, about 12 picks on the go at the moment. Yeah, they've actually... Um, They've stockpiled picks, and they'll they'll probably move back in the draft as well, and and try and get some more if they can. Um, well, that's normally what they do. Be interesting to see if they perhaps trade up, yeah, package some together and trade up for once. I don't know because they've lost some uh, veteran leadership, uh, particularly Gronkowski. Yeah, do they maybe trade up in the first round for one of those uh, elite tight ends out of uh, out of Iowa? That mm. might be quite interesting to watch. Yeah, it would be nice. I know both of us will be pleased to see uh, an Iowa fellow get uh, drafted early on yeah it would be it would be it would be good fun to see and i think hawkinson in particular would be mm. uh or hawkinson i still don't know how to pronounce his name hawkinson it is hawkinson yeah um he he would he would fit in really really well in that offense so yeah, would, um, yeah. that'd be that'd be, be a fun almost one. A, a like for like replacement there for yeah Gronk, pretty much yeah. blocking ability He's and a big all boy that. as well yeah. so yeah i mean i, I don't know if that will happen because they never do it but it'd be certainly be interested to see it yeah will be yeah so that's uh, the, the Patriots nailed on there as usual. Um, the next we have two teams here who um, who played out a lovely game last season, the Chiefs and Rams, and they're both priced at 15-2 to two as the joint second favourite to win next year's Super Bowl. And um, 
I think the Rams are very good value here, actually, at 15 to 2. Um, I think both of us might actually have them ahead of the Chiefs in terms of where they are now as a team. Um, most mostly because of their their excellent for agent acquisitions, they're clearly a team who've uh, announced that they're they're in the they're in the hunt for a Super Bowl now. They feel like they've got the players, the core of that team sorted out. So they're just uh, just picking up a few for agents here and there. Yeah, it's the it's the Philadelphia it's the Seahawks Philadelphia Eagles method, which is mm. um, trying to make hay while the sun shines. And you've got a quarterback on a uh, on a rookie contract, so they they've signed up some free agents. They've let some older players go. Uh, they haven't let any of their significant players go at all. Um, and Dominican Sue is gone. Um, Joint Lamarcus Join is gone. But they've brought in, as we discussed last week, you know Clay Matthews, Eric Weddle. You know they've brought in good replacements for them, and they, they've all of their key pieces on offense uh, will be back. Uh, Cooper Cup will be healthy again. Yeah, they've still got Brandon Cooks. Um, mm. He normally he normally only does one season in a place, and then gets shipped <laughs> off in a trade somewhere else. So they bring him back. Um, nah, maybe that's only Buffalo Bills. <laughs> he hasn't played for the Buffalo Bills. Has he not? No, no. Oh, so he's right. played for the. Oh, I was confusing with Woods. Yes, Robert Woods. Well, Buffalo is a place where receivers go to die, Mike. You'd, uh, you'd forgive me yeah, for, he's, for uh, thinking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's he's played he's played well for the uh, for the for the uh, for the Rams though. Yeah, and and obviously they've retained their coaching staff as well, unchanged. Um, they've still got that head coach quarterback chemistry going on there. So, you know, I think they're they're pretty well pretty well set up, and I'd make them strong second favorites. Yeah, absolutely. The only thing you would say about the Rams is they haven't got a first, third, or fourth round pick this year. They've only got a second, so not much room for them to do building in the draft. But uh, I don't really think they'd be too fussed about that from from the outside at the moment. No, they haven't got any glaring needs, really. No. Um, and but potentially at, cornerback, maybe they might address that in the second round. They've still got the high-paid guys that are there, yeah. um, T- Akib Talib and um, uh, Marcus Peters. Mm. So underperformed slightly last mm. season for me. I mean, Talib. I mean, Talib had injuries. When he's yeah. healthy, he's top five corner in the NFL. So they're okay. I think. I think they're okay. Yeah, yeah. And um, I guess the the team who are priced the same as them, the Chiefs. Um, who made it to the AFC Championship this year and narrowly lost to the Patriots. They're the same price as the Rams and not as good value here because the Chiefs have shipped off a lot of uh, important players from the from the core of that team, actually. They were staples of that team. We touched on it briefly last week. Uh, the edge-rushing duo of Houston and Ford have both been shipped off uh, and Mitch Morse has gone as well now. Um, so yeah, it's, it's it's I suppose the Chiefs, the the idea behind it is the Chiefs, you know, they've got the quarterback sorted. Uh, they've got the threats out wide, so they just need to sort of replenish the stocks here in the draft. Uh, they've got enough picks to do so in the draft, but yeah, it's uh, at this point it's it's a funny one. This could hinge on their draft, really, sort of whether this is a good price or not. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I'm surprised they're that highly. Um, that's sorry, they're that lowly priced, really, um, because they. I don't think they have enough quality on defense to make a Super Bowl challenge at the minute. Uh, that offense will be fantastic again. It will be right up there with the Rams, the Patriots, those kind of teams with uh, the Saints as having a really strong... It'll be a top five offense again. Um, but I, I don't know defensively. They haven't got anybody to rush the passer and they haven't got anyone to play defensive back other than Tyron Matthew at the minute. Um, so I don't know how, how they're going to win the Super Bowl with that little defensive production unless they get really hit on some rookie players. Yeah, um, I mean, sure, they'd, they'd probably have to address the edge. I think we're both in agreement on that In the uh, with their first rounder. They've got a late first rounder. Yeah, I think I think the priority for them would be to go edge first for me. Um, mm. I think you can get a top 
they would be able to get a really good corner prospect there, maybe even Rockyar Sin, mm. um, that we, who we discussed last week. Um, but I, I think realistically they need an edge rusher more than anything, unless they're going to trade for somebody now, which they could do with the amount of picks they've got. Yeah. They could package some picks together and trade for somebody if they really like somebody yeah. out there in the league. But I think by the looks of things, they're just as you say, they're going to try and replenish in the draft, and I think they need to be a lot longer than where they are. I, I'd have them as the fifth or sixth favourite, really. I, yeah. I, I wouldn't have them as a strong no, no, strong AFC favorite. We still know the extent of Tyree Kill, what he's, how long he's gonna be banned for as well. So that's, uh, that's another key part of that team that's not gonna yeah. be there. Uh, maybe I don't know. It could be anything. It could be four weeks. It could be eight weeks. And yeah. It just depends on the the severity of the penalty handed down by the the good folks of the NFL. But um, <laughs> NFL head office. Yeah, yeah. It's um, yeah. It's certainly is a slightly weird one. Probably probably would stay away from that uh, early on. Oh, it's too short for yeah, me. It's yeah. too it's too short for me. The, the the Chiefs, yeah. So I wouldn't be interested in that. Yeah. So is there any more? Are there any more good value picks here? We've um, the Saints are next, really eight to one. The third favorite sounds about right. Yeah. Um, sounds about again, right. they're a team that they haven't got any draft picks really this year. Um, they traded their first one to move up last year and get Marcus Davenport. Um, well, yeah, yeah, that didn't, that, that didn't, that didn't work didn't out. Work out no. no, but that, I mean, they hope they'll hope he can get on the field a bit more this year. Yeah, yeah, um, and then they also they patched that trade together for Eli Apple with the Giants, which means they haven't got a fourth either, and they traded for Bridgewater as well. So I believe they only have a second round, like the Rams. Um, yeah, it depends how much you think that's going to affect them. Probably not too much. They've got the the nucleus of that team sorted already now so yeah I mean the only big the bounty the only big name loss they had was Mark Ingram yeah Um, but he's the more replaceable of the two running backs they've got Alvin Kamara is special so absolutely you wouldn't want to see him go so I, I think they can I think they can get I think they can get stuff done still next season with the with the pieces they've already got on their roster yeah about right for me eight to one there I mean the third favorites the next we have um the triple headed the three headed beast here coming in at uh, 14 to one Chargers, the Bears, and the Browns are all at 14 to 1 here. And I think you were saying earlier, Mike, you, you definitely think one of these teams should be a lot, uh, a lot shorter, uh, or maybe in comparison to the two they're bunched with here. Yeah, the Chargers, that's way too short. Mm. Way too short for me. Um, I, I don't really know what makes them the joint fourth favourite for the Super Bowl, ahead of teams like the Philadelphia Eagles, maybe. Um, some other some other stronger teams, the Seahawks even. The Seahawks even. Yeah. I mean, I don't. I, I think it, I, I think it's because they're just purely based on last season's performance. Um, they are going to be playing in a high school stadium effectively again. Yeah. Um, that so they won't have any home advantage. Every game feels like a, a road game. Um, granted, they've still got Phil Rivers, who you know we we both love. He's a he's a let bye weeks be bye weeks champion of old. He is, yeah. Uh, Phil Rivers, we love that guy, but. He has, I mean, he's got some good receivers. Uh, they let Tyrell Williams go, which I thought was quite a surprise. I liked him on that team. Mm. Um, and they, as I was saying to you before this podcast, I'm shocked because they got absolutely pushed around by the New England Patriots. They got bullied yeah. by the Patriots. And you can only see the, the road going through, through the road for the AFC um, spot in the Super Bowl going through either Kansas City or uh, potentially maybe or New England. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Either one of those teams, I don't fancy them going in there and winning that. No, nah, so, not, not in January in the cold. No, and it, 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 I don't. Yeah, not for me. I think they need to be longer odds than that. I think there's better teams stacked up below them that you could, uh, you'd want to put your, uh, you'd want to put your one pound on. Yeah, certainly. I think the Browns and the Bears uh, are definitely more deserving of this spot um, than the Chargers are. 
they're, they're two teams who've pretty much got their defenses sorted now and it's more these two teams about the emergence of the quarterbacks yeah uh, would you would you separate these two Mike would you think one's better value than another uh, I, I think the Browns are more likely yeah uh, out of these two uh, weirdly with the the younger less experienced quarterback I'd still say mm. I'd say Trubisky's got more to prove than yeah. Baker Mayfield yeah um he doesn't. He, they get him moving around in that offense brilliantly, and they they get him to show off his athleticism, and and um, they they have really good gimmick plays in there. Matt Nagy draws up the uh, head coach slash play caller for the Bears. Um, I don't think Trubisky has shown me that he can stand in there for four quarters and trade with another top quarterback. Yeah. Uh, and 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 win a game for the Bears from the pocket. Until I see that, I, I can't make them as strong a favourites as the Browns or strong favourites at all to be honest mm, Bears I might have the Bears slightly higher favourites than the Browns um, they've got the playoffs this year I mean they got to the playoffs this year got in that wild card game and always like a team with a bit of playoff experience yeah what happened they in the wild game like. what, what happened in the wild card game well they got they their kicker missed a field goal at the end yeah but they they could not beat uh, an Eagles team with their backup quarterback oh no I'm saying moving forward I like the playoff experience more than no one in that Browns team really has any playoff experience they, they, they have counts for something. I don't know they have one game of playoff experience and they choked yeah. they did not they didn't play a great game so yeah. it, it, I, I know everyone says oh it was missed field goal that was that, that game it was a really low scoring game that the, the Bears were huge favourites in and the 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 defense played okay, in fairness, um, but the offense completely froze up. Yeah. Against an Eagles defense that last year was not special. I watched a lot of them, and it was not a special unit last year. They were down to about their fourth, fifth, and sixth choice defensive backs in that game. Yeah. And uh, Mitchell Trubisky got absolutely nothing done. So yeah, it's, I, I've it got, hinges I've got, on the development of Trubisky. It's, certainly, it's it's, uh, it's a risky pick, but yeah. it's, it's as I said to you last season when we when we spoke about that. Um, NFC playoff picture last mm. year it, that was the that is the thing for me and he still hasn't shown that he can do it Yeah. until he shows you you, you can't shorten their odds anymore no. until he shows he can do it Yeah. because that's what it's going to count on in Absolutely, yeah. January, February mm. um, yeah so yeah. yep um, next after that we have a few others uh, maybe not worth going to too much the Eagles 16 to 1 the Colts 18 to 1 I think those are fair, maybe. And then, yeah, probably fair. Uh, an interesting one for me was the uh, the Baltimore Ravens at twenty eight to one, after their their historic run they went on towards the end of last season. This is this is a bit surprising for me, and I definitely wouldn't mind Chucky a few quid on the Ravens. Um, now Lamar Jackson with a bit more time to get used to that offense. Now he knows it's his offense, so I think yeah, I think just as a, a really risky. A risky Trubisky outsider. I'd, uh, I'd pick the Ravens to to maybe make a little run here. Oh yeah, if you want to, yeah, if you want to make some money on this thing, if you want to gamble, yeah, I don't think it's very likely for me that the Ravens win the Super Bowl. I, I, I mean, I, 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 I just don't, I don't know. I mean, they haven't gained, they haven't got anything extra. Marking, a Mark Ingram into that offense is quite interesting. Mm. Um, they will have to run it. They'll have to run it almost as much as they throw it, maybe even more. Yeah. Um, I don't know if any NFL team's done that in the last 10, 15 years, but mm. the Ravens might have to be the first that do it. Yeah. Um, the defense has got to play at the historic level it did last year, yeah. which, you know, Suggs gone, um, with Weddle gone, uh, will, will they play quite as well? I don't know. And then it's, it's can Lamar Jackson... It's not can the Ravens win playing with Lamar Jackson playing as he did last season because they've shown that they can but what they also showed is they can't win a Super Bowl playing like that mm. uh, they got pushed around by the Chargers who we've as we've discussed got, then got pushed around by the Patriots yeah. so 
they're they're even further off than the, <laughs> than the Chargers are. So yeah. uh, Lamar Jackson's got to show he can um, he can he can play at a higher level and complete more just basic passes before I, I would give them even a sniff. So right now for me, no, I wouldn't. Uh, I know their value at, at twenty eight to one. Mm. They might be a bit better value, but um, I, I'm I'm not putting my one pound there right now because mm. I, I just think it's totally unrealistic. Yeah, yeah, that's, uh, that's fair enough. Um, and with that, let's get into uh, some more odds here. And it's odds for the uh, first pick of the draft. And let's bring us into some of our draft coverage for this week. Um, just got off a really random website here, Mike, because it's been quite hard to find odds for the draft. A lot of them are on request. But, uh, I mean, the consensus is that Kyler Murray is uh, nailed in. Uh, you can basically uh, get a hammer and a nail and just absolutely nail that pick in. <laughs> uh, he opened, opened the odds uh, only at the beginning of March at 5-7. to seven. Uh, and was actually outsider to Nick Bosa, who was favourite, but now he's one to five, with uh, way with uh, I believe it's uh, what's the what's the bookie called here? Uh, there are fantastic names. So I have to get it in. Uh, way uh, Westgate Las Vegas. That's not a very good name actually. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. Okay. So <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what happened there. Momentary lapse from Matthews. You, uh, you oh, yeah. I mean, it sounds like a hotel chain, Westgate. Yeah, it does. Yeah, sorry, I lost my composure. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we need to we need to keep our heads a bit more. The mics are hot, Tom. Come on, concentrate. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Um, so anyway, Murray's the uh, Murray's the main man with uh, with Westgate. The lads at Westgate. Uh, the, the <laughs> Those good people, people at Westgate. Yeah. Uh, one to five, and uh, you're you're absolutely convinced it's going to be him, Mike. Yeah, I'm. I'm. Yeah, I said last week. I'm convinced. Just, I mean, just from everything I've heard, and also, um, it's not just the fact that there's now consensus on it, but also it makes sense from a, from the Cardinals' perspective. I think he fits that that offense. So yeah, mm. I, I think he will be the number one pick now. But then, then it gets really interesting. Yeah, because uh, certainly the quarterback hype's amping up uh, as it tends to do, I suppose, in early late March, early April, and they're potentially going to be a little run on quarterbacks. Especially if Murray is drafted with the one pick, I think a few teams would be uh, scratching around trying to package some trade deals together to move up. Yeah, I think a couple of teams might trade up into the top ten. Yeah. Um, I don't think the players are worth taking in the top ten. Mm. Um, I mean, I'll talk about uh, Haskins first. Um, I, I mean, I like him, but I'm not sure he's. Uh, you know, is he? I, I don't think he's ready to start next year no. in the NFL. So. No. You're trading up for a player who's a project, but again, a lot of teams have to do that now because they just have no other way of getting a starting quarterback in the the, the market the, the quarterbacks that are on the open market at the minute just won't be able to play either yeah. for you this year um, or just aren't viable options so um, I mean that's that's what I think about Haskins I think he's a good player I think he might be a starting caliber quarterback eventually um, he's he's quite pro style more mm. uh, more of an NFL where he's totally different to Murray Kyler Murray is very much the new school scrambling spread quarterback yeah. um, I know Haskins played in a spread offense but he very much will stand in the pocket and try and deliver from there big boy yeah. um, someone will love him and fall in love with him and think I can turn mm. him into a pro um, probably the same for Drew Locke I mean you've been watching a fair bit of Drew Locke this week Tom yeah I had a look at Haskins and Locke I was a uh... It was a, a different one for me because, well, it's not different, but a weird one because the more I watched of Haskins, the less confident I was in his ability, actually, when I when I looked more into some of the uh, some of the throws and stuff. He often doesn't put his whole body into the throws. He seems to, like, he has a very powerful arm over the short distance and trusts his arm quite a lot over the short distance. Um, and it, it tends to get him in trouble a bit because he throws off uh, bizarre platforms of his back foot and stuff like that. Drew Locke uh, was very accurate, on the other hand, and... Um, 
very good mechanics. It got a really quick release as well. Um, I just, yeah, I was really enjoying Locke earlier. I was, uh, I know you came in when I was watching him, and I was, uh, I was waxing lyrical. Yeah, you, that, you that were. Yeah, yeah, you were waxing lyrical about the the boy from Missouri. Yeah. Um, I think you said he throws the deep ball very well as well. High, a high completion percentage for such a uh, yeah. difficult to complete pass, and and that for me is, a, I think, a really always a really interesting thing to look at with a with mm. a r- rookie quarterback because. That teams will just if you've got a rookie quarterback in there, they'll just play single high safety, tight man to man coverage, and sit on everything, yeah. all the short stuff, and make you throw it over the top. So unless you can prove you can throw it over the top, it becomes really difficult for you in the NFL. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so uh, that that that'll be interesting because if he if he can take the top off a of defense, that might make his life a bit easier. So mm. I, I know John Gruden allegedly John Gruden fell in love with Drew Locke yeah um, and there's, there's even talk about them trading up to the number two spot using some of their draft capital to get up there to number two to take him yeah um, so I, I can potentially see that happening as well it, it's yeah. going to be a really interesting top five ten picks after Murray goes mm, well yeah I'm um, I'm still of the uh, ilk that Murray may not be the number one pick I just um, just got a feeling that a lot changes uh, on draft night itself and that uh, I'm still still not sure if the cards are actually gonna have the the cojones to do it. To be honest, right? Why? Well, just they they got Rosen last year, so I just I don't I just think, think there's any faith in that coaching staff in Josh Rosen Rosen at all. Hmm. I don't think that I don't think. Well, do you think the entire organization feels that way? I think if you bring Cliff Kingsbury in, there's no point bringing him in and have Josh Rosen as your quarterback because he's never run an offense with a quarterback like that. Yeah. Ever, well, he's he's not the least unathletic guy you've seen, Josh Josh Rosen. He can certainly he's move okay. around a bit. Yeah, but he's not even as athletic as like a Pat Mahomes or a Baker Mayfield mm. that came through. You know that, that that's the kind of quarterback that Cliff Kingsbury likes. Yeah, I and those guys are the most unathletic quarterbacks he's had, basically. Yeah. Um. So I I, I don't know, mate. I, I I honestly I think I think I think I think Murray is going to go one. The the consensus isn't just that. Um, he's a good fit to the Cardinals. It's that he is the best thrower in the draft. Mm, yeah, that really—that's the scouts' consensus now. Yeah. Is that he can? He's the best thrower of the football, in, and that his height shouldn't be held against him because yeah. he is the best thrower of the football. Mm. Um, so I—it's it, difficult for me to to see why he wouldn't go one overall. That being the case in the modern NFL. Um, yeah. But yeah, you may be. You may well be right. You may be able to be able to rub it in all of our faces. Well, afterwards. maybe. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think it might be a pride thing with the Cardinals. Like they're, they're really going to have to swallow their pride on the Rosen thing. And it's, yeah, it's if they're willing to do that or not. I'm just not sure. Not quite sure they have the the, the balls and said to, to pull that one off. No, oh, we'll wait and see. Yeah. It's, uh, it will be it will be interesting, certainly. And So um, you're of the view that one to five is a bit short then, I imagine. <laughs> Uh, yeah, just, uh, not, unlike the, not unlike the quarterback himself. Ah, a bit short. <laughs> a bit short. Thank you. I'm here all week. Lovely, lovely. Um, now, one more thing from the uh, from the draft we'd like to point out is uh, we, we we called one right, Mike uh, Ed Oliver, uh, really smashing his pro day last week, uh, having a ridiculous pro day for an interior defensive lineman. Uh, we were just saying last week how we uh, we are baffled really how many mocks had him going in the teens and stuff, and now I think he's uh, solidified as a top five pick. I'd, well, uh, yeah, on mock drafts and stuff. Yeah, yeah I mean, it really was a uh, absolutely phenomenal combine performance that that Ed Oliver had. 
Um, but, his uh, cone would have put him top five in the wide receivers yeah. that came to the combine. And he is, he is that small. As we discussed, I mean, we don't want to do too much at all of it again because we, we we really are. <laughs> he really uh, is our guy. This he year. really is our guy this year. We're going to hang our hats on. Yeah. Um, but uh, that size, you'd need him to be super athletic, yeah. uh, which he is. You'd want him to be super productive, which he is. Yeah. Um, he was a former five-star college recruit. He's he's got the. He's got the sort of the background that you look for in that top five mm. player in in the top defensive lineman in the draft. He's got that kind of pedigree to him. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I, I think I think we called that one right. I think he is going to jump up into that top five. Um. Uh, your your favorite NFL.com analyst Peter Schrager also calling that before the pro day. Oh. Um. So oh. yeah. Well, you know, you've got to get some right. <laughs> yeah. He, he yeah. occasionally has to get something. <laughs> you can't right, just blow he? hot air all the time. Um, and interesting enough, uh, for those who, who are intrigued, uh, the current odds, according to Westgate Las Vegas, on Ed Oliver going first to 500 to 1, if anyone wants to take a punt on that one. Well, five, what, of it going first overall? Yeah. Does it, does, now, does that have to be to the Arizona Cardinals, or is that just in general? No, it's just in general. Interesting. Yeah. Well, well, maybe I mean, worth uh, 50p. Well... I think you better put 50p on it now, Tom. Uh, if, yeah, if, that, if that to. doesn't come in, you're going to absolutely kick yourself. Well, I, mean, I, suppose I, in... should, I should say I've taken Bosa to be the number one pick. Uh, oh, are you? That's, yeah, three to one, actually, I've got him at, so I'm, I'm quite happy with that. What, you're having the Cardinals take Bosa, not trade down? Mm, I'm not sure. I think if the Cardinals aren't sold to Murray, they'll get Bosa. Uh, okay. Or, or, like or, they'll, be, or they'll be entertaining uh, trades. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that that was my thinking behind that. Um, but yeah, Ed Oliver, you know, we got one right. And that's uh, that's. Well, I suppose he hasn't played down in the NFL yet, but we, you know, <laughs> we still yeah. sing our praises somewhat. Yeah. Let's <laughs> let's find out exactly. Uh, let's find out exactly how well he plays in the NFL before we get too giddy. But I I think, as I said last week, I think he's a super safe pick. Yeah. Absolutely. And uh, some time now to spin us around the league in free agency, where we're going to discuss a few of the big acquisitions this week. Uh, the most prominent one. Obviously, it's been uh, Jordan Howard getting picked up by the Eagles. Uh, Howie Roseman loves doing a little uh, a wheel and deal here and there, and it's uh, it's another f- a good pick for the for the Eagles here. Uh, what, what was your take on it, Mike, as an Eagles fan? Yeah, we spoke a little bit about last week the Eagles running back position. Um, mm. Josh Jacobs maybe coming to solidify that in the draft. Um, I think you can rule that out now. Yeah, uh, I, I I had my doubts about it to be honest last week um, because. Uh, I don't think we've the Eagles have never drafted a court, uh, running back in the first round that I've ever seen. I don't think. No. Uh, even LaShawn McCoy was only a second round pick, yeah. so they they don't often do well, the it. Andy Reid school, I think. Maybe, but yeah. I know Harry Roseman certainly doesn't value the running back position. He mm. he will just quite quite frankly just wheel and deal veterans and yeah. low round picks to try and, and try and find us trying to find a deal. He believes he can always find a deal at running back. I think well, I think he thinks he's done that again. A twenty twenty. Uh, fifth round pick yeah for Jordan Howard yeah good not too bad yeah I mean going into the season uh, a lot of people certainly had Jordan Howard as uh, the guy in Chicago pinned him on for a thousand yard year and um, you know a few good years before that but the production just wasn't there for him this year it just seemed maybe just to run out of steam after after uh, towing the bell for a few years there in Chicago yeah the overall yardage total wasn't bad it was 982 or something like that it was up close to a thousand but the yards per carry was down to to 3.7 so yeah, yards per carry and I think that's that's what's hurt him hurt perception the perception is he doesn't fit in that offense as well um, yeah. which which is interesting because I don't think Doug Peterson runs too different an offense to Matt Nagy both no. um, both uh, 
from the Andy, Andy Reid coaching, coaching tree. Yeah. yeah, so I don't think they run too dissimilar on offense. I wouldn't have thought, but um, I think it's, it's what the Eagles needed. They need a fir- they need a first down, second down kind of running back. What um, was the um, what's the knock on a Jay then? Because I haven't been paying too much attention to it. Uh, my man Jay, is it just uh, the injuries? Uh, just a bit of a scare. The, yeah, that, knee. Yeah, that knee didn't play much last year. Yeah. for the Eagles, uh, knocked up, uh, banged up a lot. Uh, tried to play through it. In fairness to him, he didn't sit. He didn't. He could have sat down in the contract year and pouted, which he didn't do. Mm. Um, he tried to get back in games, but really, it's the knee. He's still out there, unsigned. Mm. Um, I, I think it's going to be. I think JJ will only get a, a deal if if the team if a team's really hurting, in you know, with injuries to to their running backs. I think that's the only way Jay gets gets back on the field. Unfortunately, yeah, it was uh, it was what many people cited as the reason he didn't go high. He did coming out of Boise State. Uh, the knee was a concern. He injured it a few times there in college, um, which yeah led to him being what I think fifth round pick in the end. But um, yeah, good to see Jay having a few productive seasons in the NFL. But as you say, it may be uh, maybe the twilight of his uh, short-lived career now. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah I think so. But uh, in terms of in, in terms of Jordan Howard, I think it's mm. he he fills in that role, the Ajayi role, where he can catch a little bit. He yeah, can, he can block fairly well, and you can run him. You can run him downhill in between the tackles on first and second down. Uh, Darren Sproles has been let go now by the Eagles as well, mm. so they're they're really trying to overhaul that running back position. So I thought that that was quite a um, that made sense. A necessary move. Wasn't it? Yeah, yeah it's good. Yeah, that made sense, and for not much either. It's it's kind of a Harry Roseman classic. Uh, got a bit of a deal, yeah, wheeling and dealing in the off season. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, another uh, prominent free agent move was uh, Houston. Justin Houston going to the Colts. Um, yeah, that was uh, I believe that was this week as well, wasn't it? I believe so. Yeah, yeah, I believe so. Yeah, they so, picked him up. So yeah. not too much money either, as I recall. Um, but it, it's quite an interesting one that because we we touched on the lack of pass rush. Uh, that the uh, that the Chiefs are suffering with at the minute, yeah. um, and I just think you know a, a, a team that suffered with pass rush a little bit last year identified him as someone that can come in and make a difference. Mm. Uh, maybe maybe they they obviously benefited from not having to pay him as much money. Yeah, he was probably asking more for the Chiefs. Once he hit the free market, free agent market, he knew he couldn't demand quite as much. Yeah. Um, so that, but obviously, I think what well, what are your thoughts on Houston playing defensive end now in a four three? Yeah, I think um, I've always, I haven't really ever thought he was the best with his hand in the turf. I've always thought he's a prototypical 3-4 outside linebacker, really. Um, and even seen him play uh, inside linebacker uh, a few times as well. Um, so, yeah, it's for me, he's, he's at this stage of his career, he's a, he's a third down rusher. And that's, that's what he is, so... Uh, it'll be interesting to see if they do play him on first and second with his hand in the dirt because he's he's certainly not a run stuffer. He's just a guy who's now going to come in, just pin his ears back and get to the quarterback really. So, I mean, we'll we'll see how it works for them. A bit. It's, it's either way, it's it's a good pick up. He he would have been a a benefit to any team to be honest. His his production's been stellar over the years for for Kansas City. Yeah, two years, twenty four million, so twelve twelve million dollars a year. Mm. That sounds about right. It's not too bad, is it? Yeah. I can see. I mean, he was rumored to go to the uh, the Ravens before that. Yeah. That would have made oh, a lot of sense. Been, yeah. that, that would have made a lot of sense to wow. me. Uh, yeah. I think it was. I think they were just priced out of the equation. I think Indy, mm. Indy, one of the teams with a huge amount of cap space, probably mm. just blew them out of the water in those negotiations. Yeah. That would have been um, fun to see him in Baltimore. Yeah, I think he would have yeah. got. Yeah, I think he'd have played really well in Baltimore. But yeah, I, I think he can do it. The hand in. The, I, I don't think they'll ask him to do too much run defending. Yeah. They've got big Margus Hunt in there. People like that to mm. come in to be in first, second second down play the run Justin Houston a little bit like Clay Matthews in LA 
yeah. put your hand in the dirt, go and get the quarterback. Yeah, I think that could be a fun one. Yeah, yeah, certainly. And uh, yep, all the best to uh, to, to Justin and his uh, new endeavours there in oh. Indianapolis. Oh, a very very pleasant there, Tom. Very yeah, it is, yeah. So uh, you can tell I'm a, I'm a good Kansas City fan. It's oh, okay. Very, yeah, very of, very uh, of two years. Yeah, very humble of the uh, of the Pat Mahomes era. I think it's about six years. Remember, Alex Smith's my guy, you know. Yeah, of course, yeah. Cool. Uh, that wraps things up for this week. So uh, thanks a lot for sticking with us. And uh, be sure to give us a like. Uh, we're on iTunes now, obviously. Uh, it was a big development, so I guess we should have mentioned that earlier in the in the podcast. But uh, <laughs> oh, obviously. We're, uh, uh, I believe that's what they call burying the lead in, uh, in journalism, <laughs> Matthews. <laughs> we are now on iTunes. It is official. So yeah. make sure you search. Let bye weeks be bye weeks. Yeah, give us a little like and a comment as well if you if you feel up for it. So that, yeah. oh yeah, reviews and five star mm. five stars. Yeah, let let the people know that we're out there. Yeah, I'm sure all our good fans will be more than happy to do that, Tom. Yeah, yeah, certainly. And maybe, you know, maybe even some uh, friends at Westgate uh, last week <laughs> will be able to <laughs> help us out. We, yeah, exactly. I'm sure we plugged their service enough today. Christ yeah. knows. And well, and also the the obvious obvious bonus is now this uh, opens up for uh, people to listen to us on their devices. Mm, yes. you, you can carry us around in your pocket, Tom. <laughs> Lovely. That's that's so good to know. Yeah, <laughs> reassuring for everybody, I'm sure. Yep. Uh, take it easy, and uh, we'll see you next time. Take care. Can I kick it? Yes, you can. Can I kick it? Yes, you can. Can I kick it? Yes, you can. Can I kick it?